Well, welcome back, everyone, to Fringes of the Faith podcast. I'm Paul Henderson, administrative pastor at Capstone Church, and sitting next to me is, of course, Parky Coburn, senior pastor of Capstone Church here in Fort Worth, Texas. How are you doing today, Parky? I'm doing great. I'm feeling really good today. How about you? I'm doing good. You know, I've, I've got two tickets. Yeah, that's what I just heard. Uh, so I've got my bags packed. Are we ready to go? We're, we're leaving tonight. Amen. Sounds good. Well, uh, today we're going to talk about paradise. We're going to talk about the many roads to paradise. So let me ask you something, Parky. Mm -hmm. What road did you take to get to to the church office today? Well, considering uh, that I'm living in a different place than I was just two days ago, I took a different road, but 377 is how I came in. You did? Uh Uh-huh. Are there any other roads that lead to Capstone Church? Well, there are a couple. Um, Yeah, okay, so you can take... The Team Ranch exit off of the loop, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and like what you did, you came in on 377. Right. Or you can come up through that little neighborhood behind us, Team Ranch. Right, exactly. Uh, Veterans Cook, Park, Cook like, Ranch Road. Cook yeah. Ranch Road, yeah. Yeah. Um, how many roads do you think you can take to get to the closest Walmart to you, or shopping mall, either one? Well, Walmart, there's really one road. Uh, in Benbrook, there is. Okay, uh, how many exits are there? Entrances and exits. A lot, right? Oh, three, maybe? Yeah. Four? Well, I guess it really depends on which Walmart. Yeah, Which exactly. Walmart Or which mall you're going to go to. But there's usually more than one road mm-hmm. or entrance that gets you into their businesses. And, um, you know, why do you suppose that they build it that way? Why there are all those roads to get onto their properties? Well, they want a lot of access. And, you know, I was just thinking, you're talking about paradise. You know, a lot of people probably would call Walmart paradise, uh, but <laughs> I'm not one of them. But they, they want access is what they want. Right. Um, and I think that the businesses like Walmart and, and shopping malls, they really want to make it as easy as possible for people to get in to their establishments. And no so what that brings me, though, is to this idea that we're going to talk about today. So let's talk about... How many different roads there are to get into this place described in the Bible uh, as paradise or mm-hmm. as, you know, heaven? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there are some very, very famous people out there, some, some of these major social influencers that are saying, and then there are even some preachers that I've heard recently that are preaching from the pulpit that there are more than one, there is more than one way to get into heaven. There are many roads that lead into heaven, as a matter of fact. And I know you, I'm sure you've heard of this. And because what they basically say is if you're a good person, no matter what or who you believe in, uh, whether that's Buddha, Muhammad, Krishna, Yahweh, Shiva, uh, Jesus, or maybe you don't believe in anything, as long as you're a good person, that you'll be able to enter this heaven or this paradise. you know what the term you, is used to describe that kind of philosophy? Yeah, uh, that's uh, the religious kind of term. Well, not kind of, but the religious term for that's universal salvation. What does that mean? Everybody ends up in heaven. Everybody, no matter what? Yeah. And, you know, maybe uh, it's a real valid uh, point to talk about because I've been to a lot of funerals over the last 10 years, and I haven't been to one in 10 years where anybody went any, anywhere other than heaven. Isn't that funny? According to the people that spoke at the funeral. Isn't that, isn't that uh, strange? Yeah. So what do you think the ultimate reason 
that people believe that there are many roads and many ways to get into heaven. Why, why do they want to believe that? Well, uh, I think there's, there's a few reasons for that, but I think primarily, um, you know, it, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's an easy, it's an easy way to believe. Okay. Um, and, and we're real, we're, we have this way about us that we like to judge ourselves according to our intentions That's good. or to judge ourselves according uh, to what other people do and what we do. We judge ourselves in, you know, relation to, to some other folks. And, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's natural. And I think for us to want to create a way that's uh, easy easy for us. I mean, you know, we're so much into ease and, uh, and also I think that, um, uh, you know, we have a tendency to deify our idea of what's good and what's bad and, uh, and make that the gold standard. Think that God thinks exactly like we think on all things. Mm. And if he doesn't, he should. Oh, right. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I think just for ease. Yeah, I, I agree with that uh, 100%. I think they want to make it as easy as possible mm-hmm. to convince themselves that they're going to be in heaven or in paradise. But not only that, I think that, that they're willing to drag other people along that road with them um, as sort of this, and I'll, and I'll mention this in a little bit, but as sort of kind of this validation effort, you know, that, you know, I may, I, I may not be right. But as long as you think I'm right and you think you're right, then we're all right. Yeah, it's we're in this weird time in our in the world in our society for sure here in the U.S. and I don't think we're the only one where you know whatever anybody wants to think and whoever they want to be, hey, that's okay, and we're all going to end up at the same place. And but if you begin to break that down and really look at that. Um, from an unbiased standpoint or back off of that and say, Hey, that's the hip new, uh, way to see things. It's really the intelligent way. Uh, if you back off of that and really look at that, I think you can see the holes that are in that. Do you suppose that, and, uh, and this is a thought that just occurred to me, but do you suppose that all of these different, um, religions that have multiple deities, uh, such as Hindu, do you think that, maybe they were led down that road in order to be able to justify every single aspect of their life as being something that is divine. You know what I mean? In order to uh, justify their own behavior and in order to, no matter what they do, they're going to get to the ultimate uh, end and find themselves in paradise. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Also, I agree. Yes. And I also think that the creation of all these deities is just one, another way that man tries to control things. Hey, you know, I'll make up a God that controls this aspect of life and then I'll sacrifice to him and then I can, I can gain control over my life that way. So what does the Bible say, or more specifically, what does Jesus say about the road that leads to paradise or, or the road that leads to eternal life? Is it possible that because Jesus says that he is the only way to the Father, the only way to enter into God's presence, that, that maybe there are more roads than, than that that will lead us to the entrance of heaven? Well, Jesus said, I am the way, not a way. 
uh, he said, I am the way. I am the truth. He didn't say, I am a truth. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus was the one who brought exclusivity, if, if I'm saying that word right, and if I'm not, uh, ask my English teachers from, from school to please forgive me. But you went to George Bush Jr.? Yeah, I, I'm butchering my native language. But uh, but he's the one that brought that idea in and and proposed that to us and, and taught us about that way. And... Uh, and he also said that the way uh, into heaven was not wide, but what? Well, actually, what he says is in Matthew chapter 7. Mm-hmm. He says that uh, the entrance, he describes the entrance into paradise as a, as a small gate. Yeah. And then he goes on to say that the road that leads to eternal life is narrow. Narrow. He says that what um, many will be called, but few will be chosen, right? Mm-hmm. Many will seek to enter, mm-hmm. but only a few will be able That's to. That's right, right. So I get the sense, and this is just me, but I get the sense that it's not really actually all that easy to enter in through that small gate or travel down that narrow road. I, you know, narrow in the scripture also has a tendency to mean straight, narrow, mm-hmm. straight, but but straight can mean difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the biblical sense, but I think that what Jesus is telling us is, you know, there's only one way in to uh, paradise, into heaven, and that's through Him. And I think much the greatest hindrance to that is not a million idols, but our but our own beliefs about who we are and and what can get us there. Right. It's funny because you said the greatest hindrances, and here I am doing the same butchering of the words, but the hindrances may not be many eyes. I think the major obstacle for that is us because we create an idol out of our own ideas. And like you said, we deify our ideas uh, versus letting God be the deity. You know what I mean? So... But I think that um, I think it frightens a lot of people when they start thinking about just how narrow or how small that gate is, mm-hmm. um, especially those that they know that they are headed for the wide gate, because he also says wide is the gate and mm-hmm. broad is the road that leads to what? To destruction. To destruction. The wide gate and the broad road indicate to me that it must be fairly easy because it's wide. Lots of people will get in it. Um, it's not something that you, you have to be patient with. Mm-hmm. It's something you can just go right in because it, the, the gate is so wide. And it's probably a lot easier to go down that road, that broad road, than it is to get into a Walmart. Yeah, you know, you go back to the Garden of Eden, to the fall of man, and man didn't fall because an idol entered in and he began to worship an idol. Man fell uh, away from God because he was trying to create his own way uh, that depended upon his ideas uh, of what was good and what was and what was right and what was uh, the way to go. So when you think about that being the the bottom line basic foundation from which man misses God, then that goes across every society, every ethnic group, every culture. And, and that's why I think the term wide is used. 
That's good. That's really, really good. And so, so I think that based on this fear that they, they don't want to believe that, you know, they, that the road is narrow, I think what happens next is that human nature kicks in. The human nature, the sin nature kicks in, of course, but then they start engaging in this self-deception by telling themselves and, and, and then tell others in an attempt to get that false validation, that sense of validation, that they can believe or not believe anything they want to, mm-hmm. uh, as long as basically they're good. And that because of that issue, that they will be able to go to heaven. But isn't this the exact opposite of what the Bible teaches? Mm-hmm. It is. You know, Jesus looked at a young man uh, one time who who uh, was wanting to inquire about what is a good life, what makes a man good. And Jesus looked at him, and he said, no one's good. Mm. Not in the sense that it takes to get into heaven. Now, maybe according to your definition, you're a good person. But that's not what you're going to be graded upon as to whether or not you're going to enter into the kingdom of God. It's going to be a whole nother criteria. Right, So, and that's opposite. That's opposite of this idea that, well, as long as I'm basically a good person, or it's opposite of the idea of universal salvation. So, you know, if you're a Christian and a believer, and you believe that people can enter into paradise or into eternal life through many roads, you really need to read your Bible and stop relying on others, famous people, influencers, whoever. Stop relying on them, because they're on a wide and broad road, and they're trying to drag you along with them. So read the Bible for yourself. That's why it's so important. Uh, read it for yourself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. just like you always say, Pastor Parky, if you're not reading the Bible, then you're making it up as you go along, or you're listening to others that are making it up. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. So here's the other aspect, too. Because, you know, because they want to make it easier, the self-deception of, you know, I'm a good person, I'm going to get into heaven, all i got to do is just be a good person, which is an easy road, um, then when they take that viewpoint, more, you know, a lot of times their life does seemingly look easy, like they just glide along, or maybe they're, maybe they're experiencing a lot of success in an area or something, and, and so, yeah, it, it's seemingly easy. Um, and that's why I think that it's so enticing to want or have the desire to believe that that form of universal salvation. It's easy. Yeah, well, it's, once again, it's a, a false sense of love. Well, you know, we love everybody, and so every, we want everybody to end up at the same place. Well, you know, uh, do you really want to end up at the same place as there's families out here that have had somebody murder their, their one of their family members, and that person's not repentant. They, you know, do you really want to end up in the same place and share eternity with that person uh, if that person has not changed? Um, you know, I, I, there are a lot of holes in this. You know, I really, I believe in universal salvation. I think everybody's going to kind of end up in the same place. I think if you really sit down and think about that, you'll realize there's, if everybody was to be honest, they're going to realize there's people out there um, that for everybody to end up in the same place, it wouldn't be right. It it wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be just. Yeah, then God would not be a God of justice. Exactly right. And he would Mm -hmm. go against his nature. 
his his holiness basically mm-hmm. that even though he's holy that somehow he can just overlook sin and you know there's only one way that he can and it's not overlooking sin mm-hmm. it's casting sin away from you if you are a believer in Christ so i think and this is just me personally but i think it's kind of nonsense and foolish to believe that everyone who is basically good will get into heaven i think that's i really think that that's engaging in this magical thinking um you know but based on on this belief and based on what Jesus says in Luke 18 and you brought it up earlier no one will get into heaven if that's the case cuz no one is good well exactly and if you do believe in that then who's going to be the final decider as to what is good and what's good enough and who's going to be on that council right someday who's going to decide mm-hmm. if you have a god that is so confused that he's going to send everybody from every religion to heaven, can you really tr- the some beliefs that are contradictory to one another? Can you really trust him? Can you trust that type of God to make a right decision, mm-hmm. a just decision, a fair decision? Um, no, I don't. I don't believe you can. And so I, I agree with you. It, it's foolish uh, to believe that because you're you know to believe that requires you to believe in uh, somewhat of a schizophrenic God. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, and so here, here's what I say to those folks that say that, you know, all you have to do is be basically good to get into heaven. I'm going to say that everyone who is basically good will go to heaven is absolutely right. You're correct. Everyone who is good, everyone who is good will basically, you know, get into heaven as long as we can be honest with ourselves and, and others and realize that human nature is evil from the very beginning because of sin nature, and it's evil if it's left to its own. And so based on this everyone is good will go to heaven notion, I'm going to present you a mathematical equation okay, good. to prove this logical point that they are correct. Math was not my strongest subject, but go ahead. Well, it's not mine either, so I had to ask uh, Stephanie, okay. our in-house uh, mathematician, you know, about this formula. So... Here is a logical conclusion that, uh, that we've come up with based on a mathematical formula where everyone who is basically good will go to heaven. So everyone who is basically good is represented by G okay. times the width of the road into heaven, which is represented by W. So it's G times W. G times W divided by the population of every living person who has ever existed on this planet, which has been estimated at 100 billion, that's going to be represented by P. Okay. So we've got G times W divided by P equals X, and X is the number of people getting into heaven. Are you with me? Man, I'm impressed. Okay. So here we go. The number of people that are good, well, based on the Bible, that number is zero. Yes, zero. I would have to agree. All right, so the width of the road into heaven, we don't know. So let's use the largest number that we can come up with, Mm -hmm. infinite. Okay. Okay, infinite. So the width is infinite, divided by the number of people that have ever existed. We know that to be 100 billion equals X, the number of people getting into heaven. So basically, zero times infinity equals zero, Divided by 100 billion equals zero. So zero times zero divided by zero equals zero. So X equals zero. Yes, so you are correct, ladies and gentlemen. 
everyone who is basically good will get into heaven is a true statement as long as you understand that X equals zero. Man, all you math wizards, please, uh, if you're going to comment on this, uh, please direct all of your comments to Pastor Paul Henderson. <laughs> so uh, I, we went through this exercise, or I did, just to kind of demonstrate the foolishness of this kind of magical thinking, uh, uh, even from a logical standpoint. So if there are not many roads that lead to heaven, and if the gate is small and the road is narrow, is there an equation? I'm sure there is. I'm sure you found one. That we can use to represent just how difficult it is to get into that narrow gate and into paradise. Please enlighten us. All right. So I'm going to use the days of Noah to extrapolate what we can expect as far as an estimated number of people that will enter paradise. Okay, you ready? Okay. So the pre-flood estimated global population at the time of Noah was about 750 million. Okay? Okay. I'm going to use P for population for that. All right. Out of a population of 750 million, there were eight people saved, represented by S for saved. That's not very many. Right. So we take S divided by P times 100 to get the percentage of people saved from the wrath of God. Okay. You ready? All right. So S divided by P times 100 equals X. So 8, representing S, the number of people saved, divided by 750 million people, the population at the time, times 100 equals X. Based on this calculation, X would equal 0. .0000010. Now let's use this calculation using the total number of people estimated to have lived on the earth up to date, which is estimated at 107 billion. Okay? Are you with me mm -hmm. still? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. 107 billion times 0. .0000010 equals 107,000. Boy, let's hope those numbers are wrong, you know? I mean, but that's not, that's not very many. Out of 107 billion, and and you know, let's let's hope that that's way, 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 way conservative. <laughs> well, and the reason that I'm using the days of Noah for yeah. this calculation, and I've and I've kind of I've I've, I've coined this to be the Noah formula. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm using this is because Jesus said in Matthew 24 that it will be like the days of Noah at his second coming. And most agree what he's talking about is, you know, people are unaware. They don't have a clue that it's coming. Yeah. And, or he's talking about the state of the human condition as being pure evil. But is it possible that he's also talking about the narrow road? That in the second manifestation of the, of the days of Noah, that only that point zero 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 one zero percent of the population will be saved? You know, my heart cries out for that not to be true, but... Mm -hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, that, that could be close. Yeah. So let's take the Noah formula then, and let's put it into context. And, and I'm not saying, you know, this is not scriptural. This sure, is just understand. playing with You're some formulas. I understand. You're okay. just impressing us with how... No, that's not what With I'm your mathematic, <laughs> mathematic acumen. I, I understand. No, no, no. I'm just trying to prove this point here, that it's a narrow road. So yes. how many of us here in the United States might be saved, okay, using the NOAA formula. How, what's the population of the United States right now? It's currently around 331 million, okay? 
NOAA's formula would indicate that out of 331 million people living today in America, that only 331 will be able to pass through the narrow gate. Wow. That's... That needs to be an eye-opener. Now, yeah. we're not saying that's the number. Not at all. We're just using what God had, has done in the past to demonstrate what that particular equation would look like today. Mm. 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 So how do we increase that number from 331? Well, we need to examine our own hearts. Uh, we need to be sure that our hearts are in line with the Word of God and in relationship with the Lord and underneath His Spirit, and we need to be sure we're telling mm. other people about it. So let's, let's look specifically now, uh, while we have a few minutes left, at the gate described in John chapter 10, mm-hmm. verse 7. Jesus says, Truly I tell you, I am the gate mm-hmm. for the sheep. Yes. He goes on to say in verse 16, But I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. And when he says that, he means non-Jewish mm-hmm. sheep, meaning yes. the Gentiles, meaning you and I. He has other sheep that I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. One flock and one shepherd. Jesus didn't say there are going to be many shepherds. Mm-hmm. He didn't say there are going to be multiple flocks. He said there will be one flock, one shepherd. In John 14, chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus makes it very, very clear there is only one road into heaven. He says, I am the way and the truth, not a truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah, that, that I think that's one of the most definitive things that Jesus said. No one comes to the Father except through me, one way, through me. And uh, th- that that's sobering uh, and wonderful because... Too many pathways, uh, we think that leads to ease, but it also leads to confusion. And uh, Jesus said, hey, the way is simple, and it's through a person, through me. Amen. Well, if you, if you were paying attention and, and you missed a little bit about the NOAA formula and you want to know more, email Parky Coburn. Oh, no. <laughs> No, you can email us at info at capstone.church, and uh, you know, we'd love to, to be able to correspond with you guys. And if you have any ideas or any comments, you know, be sure to leave them down below. But just remember, there's only one gate, there's only one road, there's one shepherd, one flock. Jesus says he is the gate, and he says the gate is small, and the road is narrow that leads to eternal life. Yeah, and, and guys, remember... Uh, you may not believe everything that we've said today, but think of this. If you're, the, if you're a person who believes that everybody who is sincere about their belief in God is going to go to heaven, then you're going to have to understand that the God who says that or who holds that up as a truth is, is really very confused. It, it, it's, it's a God who doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, it may seem compassionate, but in but in reality, uh, it's really not. Uh, because if he was compassionate, he would have laid out ways to bless people, to to minister to people, and and it would have made he would have made it simple to find that way, not hard uh, and confusing. And we must be careful that we're not 
creating a God out of our own mind. You know, well, this is what I want God to be like. Well, just because you want God to be that way doesn't mean he is that way. And so I just want to encourage you, uh, seek the truth, okay? And uh, don't just settle for, for counterfeits, easy counterfeits, uh, and things that look tolerant but are really uh, confusing, confusing and actually causing much conflict among people in the world because the, the conflict between these different belief systems, do you really believe God authored that? Yeah, that's good. And uh, one thought, too, is that if there is universal salvation and there are many roads that lead to paradise, then what was the purpose for Jesus going into the depths of Hades to preach the good news to the captives, to set them free? Yeah, there would have been no reason for that. No. Well, we love you guys. Next week, we're going to be tackling that very thing. Um, We're going to be looking at hell's very first angel. Ooh, that sounds good. I can't wait. All right. Well, as always, stay in the Word, stay alert, and be not deceived. We love you. We will see you very, very soon. God bless you guys. God bless you.